Welcome back to the Reading and Writing Podcast. My guest today is Dure Aziz Amna, author of the novel American Fever. Booklist wrote about the novel, a fascinating mix of immigrant tale, coming-of-age narrative, and cultural exposition, tackling some of the big migration questions of home and identity. Dure, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Jeff. Absolutely. Well, if someone listening hasn't yet heard about your novel, American Fever, how would you describe the novel? Yeah, so um, briefly, I would say that it's a coming-of-age story of a young Pakistani woman um, who leaves her hometown of ur- in urban Pakistan, one of the bigger cities in Pakistan, for an exchange program that takes her to the U.S., but... Um, Unlike a lot of her other friends who get placed in uh, big cities or the suburbs of big cities, she finds herself in rural Oregon in a very, very tiny, uh, somewhat impoverished community uh, near the Pacific Ocean. And I'm curious, do you remember the original idea or impetus that led you to write American Fever? Yeah, so um, like I, I feel like a lot of um, debut novels, uh, there is a good amount of autobiographical inspiration for this novel. I myself did an exchange program. I'm, I'm originally born and raised in Pakistan, and I did an exchange program that took me also to rural Oregon. Obviously, a lot of the all the people that she meets, the the biography and the sort of details of her host family are completely different from my own experiences, but. Um, the, I, I went on a similar exchange program about, I went in 2008 and I started writing this novel in 2018. Um, and so it had been around 10 years and I felt like I, you know, enough time had passed that I could, um, sort of like take that experience and turn it into fiction. Sure. And I'm curious in your own personal experience, uh, that must've been serious culture shock to you to go from urban Pakistan to rural Oregon. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It was, um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. There's, you know, it's there are certain things that you can compare because, oh, this versus that. I felt like that was such a different experience that it it was um, truly just, yeah. You didn't even know where to begin, even describing the differences. <laughs> and I'm curious, did you stay in contact with any of the people that you met in Oregon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my host parents. Uh, were actually these uh, wonderful sort of ex-hippies who'd moved out um, from, they'd left Michigan to go out west and settled in Oregon. Um, and they like lived in this tiny, tiny town uh, with a lake by it. And they're wonderful. They came to my wedding. They like, you know, they uh, were there. Um, they've like, I've visited them a few times since. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely in touch with them still, yeah. That's great. And I'm curious, have they read the novel? Well, actually, it's funny because I, I reached out to them the other day um, to mo- partly to just check in on them. But also I was like, have they is there any way they've read the novel and thought that it was about them and like gotten angry <laughs> because I hadn't heard from them for a while. But um, but they, they responded and they, I think they were just busy with things. But um, no, so they know that there is a book out. I've obviously told them that the experiences that Hira has in the book are very different. Again, like. My host parents, even they were just like this one couple much older um, than Kelly, who's the host mother in the novel, and her daughter, Amy, um, who's, yeah, about a teenager herself. 
Sure. Well, I'm curious, what was your writing journey that led you to writing your first stories and now getting your debut novel published? Yeah. Um, so I have written in some capacity or the other for a very long time. I, I started off writing just, um, you know how newspapers sometimes have those young adult or children supplements that come once a week or something. So I, I would write for those back home in Pakistan. Um, so my training from the beginning has been more on the nonfiction and journalism side. Um, not reporting per se, but essays or humor or that kind of thing. Um, and then um, I did that for a while during in college. I was an English major, but then after I graduated, partly because I was um, a student on a visa and I needed to get you know like a quote unquote real job um, with with that would sponsor my visa. So I and partly because I really wanted to convince myself that I could do something more financially viable than writing. I. I went into, um, I worked for a hedge fund and marketing for two or three years. Then uh, during that time, I would write on the weekends or in the evenings. Um, but then I, I applied for an MFA program at the University of Michigan and I got in. And I think that's when I sort of gave myself the permission to really start thinking of myself as a full-time writer. And I'm curious, what was your MFA experience like? It was great. It was fantastic. I mean, well, with the massive caveat, obviously, that I started in 2019, and then we all know what happened in 2020. So sure. <laughs> that um, sort of derailed. Because the thing with an MFA is obviously you you go there mostly for the people and the community, the the professors and the people who um, every week you meet for a workshop and you discuss each other's work and give feedback. And so when all of that moved online, obviously there was a lot that was. Um, that we missed out on. So that is a massive caveat. But other than that, it's, it's definitely, it's really, it, as I said, it allowed me for the first time to think of myself as a writer, um, to, to, and because it was a fully paid program, it, it meant that for those three years, I could, um, not have to worry about money as such and just concentrate on the writing. Sure. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? 
Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Well, what was your writing process when you were working on the novel? Did you outline the novel or did you just dive into the narrative? What was that like for you? Yeah. Um, so with this one, and of course, it, I'm sure it will be different for the next book or the next one. But for this one, because it is based in autobiography, I had a good, clear idea of um, what the plot was going to be. I knew that, okay, she was going to be in this city and then she was going to move to this town. And um, so that's why I sort of started it without any outlining, really. In retrospect, I probably would have, because I think even if you know... Um, even if you know what's going to happen in your book, um, it still helps with pacing, I think, for if, if you have a plot or like some sort of um, structure written down. Um, but yeah, no, I sort of just went into it. And then um, I finished my first draft before before joining the MFA program. But then during the MFA program, I, I did major revisions that were based around not changing anything plot-wise, really, but changing a lot of um, the tone and the voice of the novel because initially um, and I you might have gathered this uh, from reading the book but right now it's told from a retrospective um, point of view where mm-hmm. it's told by an older um, narrator looking back we don't really know where the older narrator is what she's doing now but we know that it's an older person telling the story and initially it was written by like it was very much written from the perspective of the young person and um, the feedback that I got and even from reading it myself afterwards, I realized that that sort of made her sound too, or that made the novel sound younger or, you know, um, like less mature than I, I, I was hoping for. Um, mm-hmm. so I added that retrospective narration later on. Well, I'm curious, are you working on another novel now? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm like, wading into the deep um in the next two or three months it's been um I, I i remember i don't know where i heard this but someone said that working on the second novel while the first one is coming out is like the the classic advice of sleeping while the baby sleeps because that <laughs> sounds great in theory but it's not very practical um and so it, just because there was a lot going on obviously with the publicity for the first book but now that that's mostly over, um, I am I'm, I'm starting a new book um, very soon. Yeah, that's great. Well, I'm curious, given your experience with uh, writing and getting American Fever published, what writing advice would you offer for those who are working on their own stories or novels? Wow. Um, yeah, I feel like. I mean, I suppose I it, 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 it's so funny to me because I, I really don't feel like I'm in any position to give advice. But uh, I suppose 
the I suppose I did just publish a book. Um, <laughs> I um, no, just because I, I I still feel like I'm very much starting out myself. Um, sure, but I think I mean I I do believe that um, sometimes, especially if you're writing stories that you know are not that mainstream or that you haven't heard a lot of or there isn't um a huge sort of movement sometimes there are certain things that are in the zeitgeist or that are being talked about and if you write about those things um it's obviously easier to get opportunities if 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 that's not the case i think that it's going to be frequently disheartening um because it can feel like you're running up against walls but um i mean yeah i think i think you have to find uh, the very, and it it can really be just like that one person, that one agent, that one editor who believes in you and who believes in the book or the project or the essay or the story that you're, um, because again, like you don't, you know, you don't need the entire world to to be interested in it. You just need to find that one reader who will then help you um, sort of bring that book forward. Sure. Well, I'm curious, what books have you read recently that you enjoyed, either novels or nonfiction? That's a great question. Um, so, hmm, let me think. I I recently actually, so I live in uh, Newark, New Jersey. Uh, right mm-hmm. now, I moved here just a few months ago, and of course, this is this is a this is in no way revelatory to anyone, but. Um, I recently read Philip Roth's uh, American Pastoral because it's it's set in it's one of his more Newark Newarky books, um, mm-hmm. and uh, I really really loved that one. Um, and I also recently read, and this is sort of just apropos of the the announcement yesterday about uh, um, the Nobel Peace uh, the Nobel Prize in Literature, but I read The Years by um, Annie Arrow. I think that's how you call it. Um, but um, which was really, really just a fantastic book. That's great. Well, where can people find you online if they want to learn more about you and your novel, American Fever? Yeah, so uh, they, I have uh, most of the information. Um, most of the information is on my website, uh, com. And then I also have, I'm on Instagram and Twitter. That's great. Well, again, we've been speaking with Dure Aziz Amna, author of the novel American Fever. The novel is on sale now. So go buy a copy. And Dure, thanks for doing this interview. Yeah. And thank you so much for having me, Jeff. This was Absolutely. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.